War Eagle. This is War Bloggle with Bloggle Spot number 196. It is August 16th. It's about 5 o'clock. It is Wednesday. We're 17 days away from kickoff. That is Marquise McLean and uh, why can't I think of this guy's name? Linebacker, freshman. I can't think of it. We're at whatever. 17 days to kick off. We, let's see, not much happened today. We're in that point of, uh, well, I'm about to, never mind, this lady about to hit me in the car and whatever. Uh, we're at this point where the media is not able to watch any of the practice, which all they used to watch, all they used to get to watch is uh, warm-ups, basically. Um, I've been to a few of those, and it's literally they, they stretch. They might do some punt return drills or things like that, but it, it's nothing. And believe, and if you're on Twitter, you know that it's nothing because they tell you it's nothing all over because they think they deserve to know everything, but whatever. Um, but we're to that point now where they don't even get to do that, and they don't talk to the coaches or any of the players until 6 or 6.30, even if they get to do that. Um, so, you know, when I go home, it's 5 o'clock. They haven't met with them yet. And I don't even know if they're meeting with them today. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, there's not a lot of news. It just comes out before that, really, if, they, if you can call that news. But tiny bits of news today were that Daniel Carlson and uh, Braden Smith were announced to the Sports Illustrated preseason All-American team Daniel Carlson was first team as he should be he's pretty much on everybody's watch list every preseason number one preseason first team all that uh, Braden Smith was second team and that's expected um, Braden Smith's going to be kind of in there there's probably some other players that could be there maybe but they've got to show it first um, I mean it's a preseason thing so you've got to kind of prove yourself uh, you would think Jarrett Stidham if he if he plays like he's supposed to and they knew that and he had done that then he would probably be on that I don't know of any other Cameron Petway if he had not gotten hurt last year and played like he did during that six game winning streak and didn't have that fluke injury against Vandy that just made the game a lot more interesting than it should have been does everybody remember that first half John Franklin third played didn't do anything great I think we were still winning but we weren't running away with it and Vandy was not terrible last year they, I mean they were Vandy but they weren't the typical Vandy I guess but you know first half John Franklin played and it wasn't anything special second half Sean White came out and it was a little bit better um, there was a drive near the end of the game where we were about on the 30, on our own 30 or so, maybe 40, and Cameron, Pe Cameron Petway busted through and was past everybody, and then on about the 30-yard line, pulled his hamstring, or whatever his injury was. Nobody touched him, just pulled him. And that was the drive where they tackled us, they, or excuse me, they tackled him then, we had to kick a field goal, Zach Cunningham jumped over the line and blocked the kick, and they got the ball back and had another drive to almost win it, but then Josh Holsey saved it with a touch with an interception. So 
everybody looks at that game as was kind of scary and close. Well, first of all, like we said, the quarterback didn't start. Uh, the starting quarterback didn't start. And then out of the blue on a game-sealing run, he just hurts himself. And that kind of ended the season. Yes, Auburn still went to the um, still went to the Sugar Bowl, which was awesome, really. I mean, go to the Sugar Bowl, second-best team in the SEC. Doesn't matter what the record was. You're comparing against everything, not just – every team ever just everything that season um and now i'm on a tangent on this for some reason but cameron petway was never the same he came back to the alabama game only ran it like six times um and it was just it wasn't the same sean white being hurt a lot of that help was was part of that too but all that to say if cameron petway ran like he did against Ole miss the rest of the year and all of those in all of those games arkansas all that he probably be preseason number one but it doesn't matter it's just something to talk about the ap poll is going to come out next week and it'll be auburn probably be probably be about nine to 13 somewhere in that range and that's fine whatever auburn still has a lot of a lot to prove that's not to say they can't or they've got problems but they've got they've got a new quarterback who should be good they've got running backs who we know are good got wide receivers who are young and talented and kind of showed it a little bit last year but really need to show it this year they've got a defense that was good last year lost some big names but really it shouldn't hurt that much but still you've got to prove that it's not going to hurt that much so every team has stuff to prove but it's not like Auburn's got their starting quarterback is going to be starting again this year and they've got some senior wide receivers who have been there for four years and they've got uh, you know, Carl Lawson's coming back. Y'all realize he could have come back this year. That would have been like 12 years of Carl Lawson. But um, all that, I mean, there's there's still a lot to prove. But, again, that's not a bad thing. Yes, it's kind of a bad thing because it's a slight unknown. But all the pieces are there. I keep telling people that. Everybody, I see people around town. They, they ask me. That sounds like I'm a big dog or something. When I go to lunch, I, I work downtown Auburn. When I go to lunch... And I see somebody I know, they usually say something like, what you think? And I know what they're talking about. They're talking about, what do you think about Auburn this year? And I say, I don't I don't want to be like, hey, we're going to win it all. But And, and honestly, I could see us winning it all. I, I mean, y'all know my, my shtick, my thing is I pick Auburn to win every game. Because really, Auburn should win every game. They are, they are a top-tier team. They're top 12, 13 team, winningest team all time. They should win every game. Yes, there's going to be things like uh, 2012 that happened and all that, and whether it's just a bad year and you're playing good, really good teams, you go to Alabama and get whooped 42 to nothing or 49 to nothing or whatever it was. That's going to kind of happen sometimes. But Auburn is is at a level where they should win every game. But this year, if you just look at it. A lot of things happen. Injuries happen. You have to be lucky with injuries. You have to be lucky with a lot of stuff. But a lot of things happen. But if things go the right way, Auburn has, and I said this yesterday, Auburn has the experience, the talent, and the depth to be a top-tier team this year. That doesn't mean crazy things aren't going to happen. That doesn't mean they're going to go to LSU and – LSU things happen. Why is it that when LSU plays at Auburn, they seem terrible? 
it's like the last three or four years, last three or four times they played at Auburn. I haven't even been, I haven't been worried at all. But when we go down there, remember when Leonard Fournette ran all over Auburn that year? They weren't even that good. But you go down there and it's like, and I know it's kind of the atmosphere, but that was a day game, but it, so it wasn't that crazy. But I mean, it just seems like, and I, 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 I kind of, I kind of sound like I'm giving their atmosphere all the credit, but I'm really not. I've been there many times. It's just a football stadium. It gets loud. It gets loud everywhere else. And they're drunk. They're drunk everywhere else. But it just when we go when we played them here, like last year, Auburn did not score a touchdown and beat beat LSU. Didn't I mean they didn't get that playoff at the end? Remember that? Threw it in the end zone. Thought they won. The announcers wanted them to win, all that kind of stuff. And then, what, in 2000, so that was 2016, 2014, what, we beat them, beat the mess out of them, didn't we? Yeah. Sammy Coates caught that bomb. I mean, beat down. 2012 was a terrible year, but at that point, we didn't know. We played them like the third game of the season. At that point, we didn't know it was that bad. I think we were still ranked, and they were too. And they barely beat us. I mean, we were ended up being really bad that year. That was what I just mentioned, going to Alabama losing 49 nothing. I mean, we only lost by like six points, I think. We had a kind of a Hail Mary at the end. Yeah, they scored near the end. 2010. Cam Newton. It was a it was a slightly close game. They were good that year. They were okay that year. They were pretty good. They were top ten when we played them. Uh, but, you know, it was never really in doubt. We took a knee inside the five. I remember that. Um, so, and we did that in 2014 as well. So it's like 2010, 2012, they won, but it was they were not good. 14, 16, it's like at home, they're just not that great. I go off on some tangents. Don't I? I was just trying to remember why I was talking about LSU. It's because I was saying that this year's team has, has it. Jarrett Sidham has to do what he's supposed to do. But this year's team has the pieces. They've got to have luck. They've got to have swagger, all that stuff. But they've got the stuff. And But that's not to say crazy things won't happen in games like LSU. Or when we have to go to LSU, Arkansas, and Texas A&M back-to-back, off week, and then out again. An entire month of going to nearly the farthest places you can go in the SEC with an off week in there. That's going to be rough. That could be the part of the season that, that keeps it from being a magical season. Because, I mean, that's that's tough. I don't know why it happens this way. We get, out, we get Alabama and Georgia at home, which I don't care. Everybody's like, oh, aren't you glad for that? And I'm like, no, let's get it back to where they're opposites. So we're not playing Georgia and Alabama on the road, both the same year. But we get Georgia and Alabama at home, and we get Mississippi State and Ole Miss at home. That's not good. Mississippi State and Ole Miss, I mean, we got Clemson this year, so it kind of throws a kink, and we're away. So it, t- it makes us have one less home game, big home game. But Ole Miss and Mississippi State, they're going to be trash. Ole Miss will be really bad. Mississippi State, they're, I mean, they might be a little bit better than last year. But then you got to wait to Georgia and Alabama to really have a good home game. And the, other than that, you've got LSU, Arkansas, Texas A&M, and then Missouri as well. 
the other farthest place to go in the SEC. We, we've got to get that flipped somehow. But then if you think about it, I can't remember what year Georgia, let's see. Georgia used to be home. Let's think about this real fast. 2006, it was away. So Georgia used to be home on the odd years. So that meant Alabama was home on the even years. That's right. No? Because Alabama was home in 2000, was away in 2004. What year was that that we threw it to Roma Shadu in Georgia? I don't know. It somehow got back, got off. We had, Georgia played at Auburn two years in a row, and now it's all messed up and whatever. But it, our odd years are tough because you have a lot of away games against decent teams. Arkansas can be decent. They probably won't be this year. LSU's good. Um, Texas A&M, we haven't lost there ever, but that's a huge stadium to go to. you got to go to LSU and Texas A&M the same year. That's tough. And then you get Georgia and Alabama at home. It's a nice thing to have them at home, but you gotta your season might be over by then because of the other crappy part of your schedule. So, I said there was no news today, and then I just went off on a tangent like I usually do. Um, basketball's back from Italy. I talked about this yesterday, but they're officially back now, 4-0, Italian champions. Baseball, they have been ripping up the, the field. Apparently the grass, organic matter, all this kind of stuff, had like a foot worth of just junk. You know, you really want it to be, I don't know anything about grass, but you really want it to be grass and then dirt or soil. But they haven't changed that over, you know, taking the turf up there in so long that it was apparently like grass, tons of organic matter, which I assume is like grass clippings and, and other dirt, and then the soil. So they're ripping all that up. Um, and then I heard today, um, asked somebody in the know, and they said that there were some people talking about Butch really wanted a, wanted some turf, like he wanted a turf field which is one of the worst things in baseball. Uh, Vandy has it. A few of those northern teams has it, have it. And I, I get it a little bit because you don't have to worry about dead grass and and keeping it up and get snow on it and all that junk. You can just kind of do whatever. And those field turf, sprint turf fields are awesome for football, I think. Um, but in baseball, especially when the dirt is artificial grass that's just brown, you can start sliding at shortstop and make it to third. I mean, it, it's not realistic. There, Auburn got out a few times. I remember playing at Vandy because they slid and went completely past the bag. That's not real baseball. So it kind of scared me when I heard that Butch wanted a, an artificial turf field. But it sounds like the field's going to be the same. There just might be more artificial turf in the in foul territory, which. I don't know what that really matters, why that matters as much. If you know from as far as I can remember, being a little Auburn baseball fan, they had that little half circle around the behind the the home plate area that just said Auburn Tigers or whatever. That I kind of get because a lot of stuff goes on in there. Dirt gets kicked into the grass. It's hard to kind of keep it up. But everywhere else, like if they're if it's at the foul line and it's grass on one side and artificial turf on the other side, that's kind of weird and I don't get it. I mean, you're not, what are you cutting the grass 10 more feet on that side? I don't know. So anyway, that's just some baseball news. Uh, I don't know of anything else. Soccer's already started and they're supposedly very good. They're in the top 10. Girls soccer, women's soccer. They don't have a men's soccer team. 
Uh, I think that's it. Hopefully some news will come out and we can have something to talk about tomorrow. But if I just start saying one thing, I'll turn it into 50. But that's it. This bloggle spot, I forgot to mention, is brought to you by Hover Helmets. Uh, go to hover, hoverhelmets.com. Uh, I've had them on the site. I've got one of the helmets. They usually sponsor. They will be the one of the few of the prizes for our college pick'em this year. Um, it's really cool. It's a little plastic Auburn helmet, and through the magic of magnets and such, it'll spin in midair and freak people out. It's pretty cool. So check out hoverhelmets.com. If you've got family that's other teams, they've got pretty much every team. I know they've got all SEC teams. And I hear they're slightly maybe working on NFL, so that's pretty cool. All right, I think this is it. Boggle spot number 196, done. War Eagle.